I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in. Hour number three, Wednesday edition. I am Clay Travis. He is Buck Sexton. You are listening to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We have had, I think it's fair to say, a pretty loaded show so far. If you're just joining us, first hour of the program, lots of discussion about the Confederacy at the gates of the Capitol, at least according to the historical analogy that Joe Biden tried to deploy as it pertains to voting rights. Uh, We have talked about Cuba in the second hour, top of the second hour. Governor of Texas Greg Abbott joined us, and as we finished out the second hour there, we were talking about the situation in Cuba, and to me, Buck, what I keep coming back to, and people who listen to this show are going to hear it happen over and over again, because I think it's so significant, is the power of big tech and the inconsistency with which they apply that power. And the banning of Donald Trump by all of the big tech companies simultaneously in collusion represents to me one of the biggest threats to the First Amendment that has existed in my life, if not the biggest. And when I see a situation like Cuba going on, where there are massive protests from Cuban nationals all over that island nation, and the government, led by the president of Cuba, is threatening, arresting, beating protesters, and Twitter is allowing that man to continue to put out all of his propaganda on behalf of the communist government that he leads, how is it possible that Miguel Diaz-Canel Bermudez, who, for those of you who don't know, is right now 
the communist leader of Cuba, how is it allowed for him to constantly be putting out propaganda and yet Twitter does nothing to him? Meanwhile, the democratically elected president of the United States is not allowed to be on the platform. And it's not just Cuba, by the way. Iran certainly has had the supreme leader, the Ayatollah, is allowed to tweet out inflammatory comments about Jewish people. Nothing happens to him. Terrorists are allowed to be active on Twitter. Don't get banned. I mean, this to me goes at the heart of the essence of the lies that big tech has told us. You can be Hamas and keep your social media rights as far as Silicon Valley is concerned. But if you're a Republican who opposes transgender athletes competing against women, we got to shut you down. If you this is real, if you dead name, meaning you use a transgender individual's previous gender name right so it would be uh you know bradley manning who then transitioned into chelsea manning that's considered you you cannot say the name so these are the kind of things on social media for everybody out there that can get you banned but clay i think there's a also a fundamental philosophical difference that this exposes in the way generally democrats and republicans think about these things you and i have the belief that we are americans And that external enemies to this country are actually something that we unify against. Right. I I stand with you and with everyone listening and with Democrats, if they're willing, against the Ayatollah, against the Iranian regime, against North Korea, against external enemies to freedom, decency, democracy, you name it. Democrats, the Democrat left, to be sure, not all Democrats, to be fair, but Democrats overwhelmingly. Take an opinion that the greatest enemies that they have are actually internal, which is what we're hearing from Joe Biden. When you're talking about insurrection and the Confederacy and January 6th and conflating these things and Jim Crow and saying January 6th was as bad as 9-11, what they're actually telling all of us is that the primary threat that Democrats see is internal and... They are not willing to view external threats as cause for unification of the American people. In fact, they're willing to look at external threats and say, this is an opportunity for us to leverage against the people in our own country, politically or otherwise. That's what they're actually showing us, because otherwise, how do you explain why Republicans get shut down on social media for talking about elections but true d- blood-soaked dictators around the world, I mean, they get to keep their, their Twitter accounts and their blue checks. No, yes, yes, yes on so much of that. And by the way, it's not only internal, the focus of the internal enemies. It's a particular subset, which is the white supremacist, which is Biden wants to talk about big lies. A massively huge lie is that the biggest threat to America is white supremacy. Can anyone even name a prominent white supremacist leader? Can anyone even name a uh, active political ideology of white supremacy that is expanding in this country right now in terms of major political sport? It doesn't exist. It is a boogeyman that Democrats use to try to terrify their identity politics-led coalition into supporting them. Think about it in the way that it actually is obvious to Americans every single day of their lives. As you've pointed out, being called a racist 
in general is one of the worst things that can be said about you in America today, but especially uh, for for liberals. I mean, the no, the, the hint that somebody could ever think they're a racist is the worst thing. They, they'd rather yes. be a traitor than a racist. Right. There are there are words that they would that don't scare them as much as being a racist. They claim simultaneously that there is a white supremacist plot to undo our democracy and the insurrection is going to come at any moment. Meanwhile, in every company in America that has any you know value and, and any sales, any growth in every company in America, in every government institution, if you were actually a white supremacist in any way, you would be fired. You would be ostracized. Your life would be ruined. So somehow this is something that will destroy your life instantaneously if it were actually true of an individual. And yet they're telling us that this is widespread. It's everywhere and it's all over the place. This is a massive cognitive dissonance that the left enforces upon all the rest of us, too. It makes no sense. It can't be both these things at the same time that America is soaked in white supremacy. Meanwhile, Actual white supremacy would would destroy your life instantaneously in American society anywhere. The Jussie Smollett's of the world wouldn't need to exist if white supremacy were so all-encompassing because you wouldn't have to manufacture all this racism. Look look at all the fake racism that is trumped up on a day-to-day basis in order to fill that democratic narrative. Now, let me be clear. There are racist people. And, and Buck, I've made this argument for a long time, and I'm going to keep making it on this show, too. The way we define racism in this country has to change because we define racism exclusively, by and large, in large-scale discussion as white against black, right? Almost exclusively. There are white racists. There are black racists. There are Hispanic racists. There are Asian racists. And every single person out there listening to us right now knows that that is true, that no individual ethnic group has ownership of racism in America or certainly in the world in the 21st century. Why do we insist on defining racism as if it is perpetually 1964 in America? This country is far more complicated in terms of its overall political makeup and racial makeup in 2021 than it was in 1964, when but, I agree, it was mostly white and black. What you're talking about is an intentional program of indoctrination and political mobilization by the left. In fact, what you're saying is a workable and consistent definition of racism as applied to all different people, effectively choosing to make any distinction about a person based upon the superficial characteristic of skin color is immoral and wrong. Right. That yes. is a a clear and workable definition of racism. The left, and I, I know this, I actually, I do a, a weekly show where I get to speak to a leftist, uh, on a podcast. Uh, the, the left firmly believes, and, and they will assert this if you push them on this, that, that, uh, there is no such thing, for example, as racism against white people. And in fact, racism, and this is all at the heart of intersectionality, racism among non-white groups is an outgrowth of white against black and brown racism throughout our history and throughout our structures. So they've actually created a construct where racism is effectively a, a pyramid. And at the very top of it, there is white racism and everything flows from that. There is no other independent. It doesn't matter that racism exists in the Indian subcontinent or in Japan or in any number of places all over the world. In the American context, 
a leftist authoritarian will tell you the only racism is white supremacy and all other racial discord comes from that original sin. And I know, Clay, I know my head's exploding, too. This is actually the the teaching. No, you're correct. I mean, that is that is the argument. And when you are attacking from within, what you are missing is that moral legitimacy. And that's when I see the Cuban protesters walking with the American flag or when I see the Hong Kong protesters before they lost their democracy protesting with the American flag. The external world sees us for what we are. The internal politics of this nation, when you try and tear down the legitimacy of the United States as a force for good, you take away our ability to be a force for good. It's one thing if an external country is trying to do that, which certainly China and Russia and among others are trying to do. But it's another thing entirely when the United States, if it is going to be destroyed, and I think you probably agree with me on this, Buck, it's not going to be destroyed by an external factor. It's going to be destroyed by ourselves internally destroying what we have built, which is the greatest nation that's ever existed in the history of the and world. And that's been the plan of communists for about the last hundred years, just to be clear, to subvert us from within. And another thing that's not taught, not only do we not have kids learning about the history of authoritarianism in the 20th century and the hundreds of millions, if not billions of lives ruined, enslaved, enslaved and destroyed from it. They don't learn the history of communist subversion within the United States, the American Communist Party, the ties to labor unions, the Democrat Party. They, they don't teach this stuff. But, Clay, that's something we'll do here. We'll 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 bring that history to life for everybody. And we'll also bring some calls to life here on the show because I know a lot of folks have been very patient with us. We want to bring them in. 800-282-2882. We're talking Cuba. We're talking insurrection, madness from the Democrats. And we're also going to get into Fauci wanting to mask up your three-year-old. Maybe double mask. But there, there's a, a sacred obligation that we all have to never forget. And the Tunnel to Towers Foundation helps us keep that commitment. This year, Tunnel to Towers is honoring Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders with 200 mortgage-free homes. Chairman and CEO Frank Siller is paying tribute to the fallen by walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville and on to Ground Zero, more than 500 miles through six states in 42 days, the month of August through 9-11, and Towers of Light will shine at the Pentagon and Shanksville in uh, memorials in remembrance. And the names of those we lost to 9-11 related illness will be read aloud at a ceremony on September 12th. And on Veterans Day, the names we lo- of those we lost in the war on terror, they'll also be said out loud. So how can you make a difference and how can you do good and help America to never forget? Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck. Just want to bring your attention some uh, some breaking news here. President, former President Donald Trump just put out, and this is at BuckSexton.com. My team put this up. The news coming out of Georgia is beyond incredible. The hand recount in Fulton County was a total fraud. They stuffed the ballot box and got caught. We will lose our country if this is allowed to stand. So Trump is going deep into the Georgia ballot box situation here with this statement. Like I said, the full statement's up at BuckSexton.com. Trump denounces election results in Fulton County, Georgia. 
And uh, Clay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into this because I've got friends who are involved in trying to figure out what happened there. So we'll have to do some due diligence on this one and see just exactly what the president is referring to. But he has put out an official statement on this one. Sebasco in Orangeburg, South Carolina. Welcome to Clay and Buck Show. Thank you for taking my call. I'm from Cuba. I came here in 1962. I had a business in Cuba, a restaurant, and a farm, a couple thousand acres. All right? They took everything before Castro. I mean, when Castro took over, I didn't have anything, really. I... I, I was very disgusted. They put me in jail and everything. So my my life was terrible in Cuba. They used to go after me all the time. And uh, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen in this country. I don't like the way it's going. I, I, I know this country opened the door for me. I thank this country very, very much. However, you know, uh, I don't know where I'm going to go if they come over here. You know? Seb- I don't Sebastian, have what do you think we should do? What should America yeah. do now with what's going on okay. in Cuba? All right, very good. Okay, good point. Now, we went to Iraq, okay? We got rid of the president, we got rid of the dictator there, okay? Now, we went to Granada when Reagan was the president, and he intervened in Granada, and what happened there? No more communists over there, okay? Now, they could do the same thing with Cuba, you know? That's the po- my point. And I let, let me tell you something. The Cuban people love you very much. They listen to you over there in Miami. I know that because I was talking to somebody. And they have your radio over there. We love the Cuban people. We love so. the Cuban people, too. Thank you for the call. Here's here's the thing. Obviously, I'm more aggressive than you are in terms of what the United States should be. Both of us should be doing with Cuba. Both of us far more aggressive than what Joe Biden will do. I do wonder on some level... The the biggest geopolitical flashpoint that exists anywhere in the world right now in terms of potentially creating a massive war, I think you would agree with me, Buck, is Taiwan, right? The most the, the place that I'm most concerned about. I know you could say North Korea could fire yeah, a India new. and Pakistan come to mind, too, but I hear what it, you're saying. But my concern, if I had to point to one area, is that because of what China did in Hong Kong, they are preparing in some way, I believe, to take over Taiwan and argue that Taiwan is their rightful land and that the democracy and freedom that exists there should not, should be under the auspices of China. If we do something in Cuba, aggressive, I wonder how many people who are analyzing this situation are saying the response from China, if we do something with Cuba, would be, we're going to do to Taiwan the same thing you would do to Cuba. Now... I think there's also in the in the background of all this, the feeling and we're going to continue to be talking about this in the weeks ahead that after 20 years in Afghanistan, there's a sense of what the heck did we really do? And what where where it looked Afghanistan's falling apart. We failed. It's falling it's apart. Vietnam. The Taliban's going to be in control of that country relatively soon. In my opinion, I'm not the only one that feels that way, who follows the issue closely and, and knows what it's like in that country. So the the public appetite in America right now for now see but see, we're we're talking about this like at the far end of action in Cuba because there's a lot of things the Biden administration could do that are short of blowing stuff up and telling our guys to go in there and start shooting guns right uh they could get i mean look there are ways they could get arms to Cuban opposition forces they could just say you guys do the fighting we'll give you the tools there's there's a lot of stuff that could be going on here but we all this Biden administration clay their heart is not in it 
That's all. Right. Everything flows from that. Their heart is not in overturning this dictatorship. We'll come back into this, though, in a moment and also talk to you about Fauci. Want to mask up uh, three year olds, of course, because he's a little lab coat tyrant. If we've learned anything uh, since 2020, it's that there's nothing quite as important for all of us as a powerful immune system. Over 20 years ago, naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black of Texas invented Texas Superfood, the original superfood. I met Dr. Black years ago, and I started taking Texas Superfood, and it's incredible. 55 vine-ripened fruits and vegetables, plus probiotic and digestive enzymes to help your body build its immune defense. You know how your grandmother told you to eat your fruits and veggies? Well, this is kind of how you do it, but in capsule form. If you can't, won't, or don't eat all your fruits and vegetables every day, Texas Superfood was made for you. Start boosting your immune system for under $2 a day. Go to TexasSuperfood.com slash buck or call 855-TEXAS-55. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Pure Talk, the cell phone company we both rely on, is further investing in their customers without charging an extra penny. Pure Talk is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. That's right. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless provider has you covered at home and abroad. Pure Talk already puts you on America's most dependable 5G network, but now they're giving you coverage in more than 50 countries, too. Unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. You keep your phone number and your phone unless you want to get great savings on the latest iPhones and Androids. Up to you. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Rush Limbaugh, the man behind the Golden EIB microphone. A new podcast hosted by yours truly, James Golden, or as many of you know me, Bo Snurdly. Come with me behind the scenes for an exciting and intimate look at the man who changed America as we know it. 
coming Wednesday, May 12th to iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast presented by MyPillow and the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. We are rolling through there. Speaking of podcasts, go subscribe to our own. You'll not only get that fantastic podcast you just heard advertised, but you'll get our show, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. You can search us out on iTunes. You can go give us five stars. We have got a lot of people who want to weigh in here uh, on many of the topics we've been discussing throughout the show. We've only taken a couple of calls. Let's go ahead and uh, take more of these guys here in a moment. But first, you're going to hear from Rush Limbaugh, talking about Cuba. These people, meaning the Democrats, their refusal to accept the results of 2016, they still haven't, folks. They are still out pushing the idea that Trump stole that election with the Russians. They are still pushing it. They have done more to tarnish the reputation, the image the sanctity of the American electoral system than any saboteur could. The Democrat Party has done more to ruin the perceived honesty and integrity of our electoral process than anything Vladimir Putin could. And it's a shame because there is no way, and I want you to listen to me here, there is no way to rig a presidential election the way they are claiming Trump did. Now, you would need a really close election where the Democrats could say we need an additional 50,000 votes in Cook County or we need an additional 80,000 in West Virginia. And you delay closing in those places and you manufacture the votes. You, you mentioned Al Franken finding votes in the trunk of a car two weeks later. You can do that, but you need the election to be over. You need it to be over and you need to know how many votes you need and where. And then you need to be able to offer a good excuse why the votes haven't been counted yet. But to go in and rig the election before Election Day to make sure that no matter what happens, your guy's going to win. It's not possible, folks. It simply isn't possible. And no less than Barack Hussein Obama has made this point. And yet the Democrat Party has done everything it can to make people in this country believe that's exactly what happened, that the Russians wanted Trump, and so they made it happen, and that Trump knew about it and helped them and worked with them. Clearly talking about election integ integrity there and, and belief in the fairness of our elections, uh, Clay, and, and I know we were talking Cuba, but we transitioned there into Rush talking about that. I just, look, the essential point, and it's one you make, it's one I make, it's one everyone needs to keep in mind, is that Democrats are the experts in undermining elections that don't go the way they want them to and have been for a very long time. So there is some irony here in the our sacred elections for our democracy stuff from Biden and all the rest. Four years of questioning Trump's win illegitimately, spending hundreds of millions of dollars on investigations to try to prove that it was illegitimate. And this Last six months is the Civil War, according to Joe Biden, the most significant threat to our democracy since the Civil War. Uh, a lot of people want to weigh in. We said we want to get to some of our callers. We appreciate all you guys who have been hanging out. Let me go first to uh, to Rich in Tennessee, who's got a funny idea uh, associated with Cuba. Yeah, hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. Um, you know, a lot of times things can be boiled down real simply, and that, that was 
part of the art of rush is, is you just heard it there. I mean, he can, he can boil things down. I mean, right now it's it, simply a case of liberty versus liberty and freedom versus tyranny and insanity. And when I say insanity, I mean that, I mean, we have criminals in office right now that I see as sociopaths and they get there because there's no consequences. Um, this Cuba thing is really, um, uh, highlighted uh, the freedoms and what a lot of us conservatives feel. It's really lit a fire in us to see this happening. And I think maybe one thing that we could do simply would be to exchange with Cuba, our communists, for their uh, people that want freedom. Uh, it's, it's awful funny that Mayorkas will leave the southern border open, but he'll call these poor people that are willing to risk their life in a, in a rowboat coming 90 miles across uh, as illegal immigrants and they won't accept them. So that's that's all I really had to say. I appreciate your show and uh, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, Rich. We appreciate it. You know, Clay, that's still the part of this that I it's so obvious that Democrats positions when it comes to immigration are rooted in a combination. First and foremost, it's power politics. What benefits the Democrat Party? And then also the virtue signaling of coastal elites who want cheap labor in this country to exploit and also want to feel good about themselves while they live in uh in high-walled enclaves with private security and feel like they are insulated from the decision-making that they impose upon all the rest of us. That's what really motivates their immigration feelings, as we see from the difference in Cubans and Central Americans right now. No, it's well said. The hypocrisy is staggering. I would say this from Rich's perspective. A big part of me wishes that there was a program. I know we have the Peace Corps where people can volunteer, but I think almost every American critic if they had to live for a year in a non-major country, right? Like non-first world country. So yeah, third world country. Let's just say it. A third world country. country. Yeah. Third world country for a year to, to do whatever you want to do there. Try to advance democracy. Try to build wells. Try to help educate uh, uneducated children. Provide health care. Whatever it is. I think to a man and woman, when every single one of them came back, they would kiss the ground when they actually arrived in America. So many people in this country, Buck, have no clue how good we have it. And when that's why it disgusts me to such an extent when I see people tearing down the moral authority of this country. It's so uneducated and so unaware of what the rest of the world is like. America is imperfect like everything that's ever been created by man is imperfect because we are all imperfect. But it's the greatest creation of government in the history of the world. And many people inside of this country are trying to destroy it. It blows my mind. I agree. Which one do you want next? Because we do, we, we, we've got a bunch of calls here we could, uh, we could get to. I'll, I'll, defer, I'll defer to you. Oh, you okay. I'll, I'll go. Uh, we'll go with... Uh... Chuck in Hoboken, New Jersey, a liberal, a liberal calling in. Uh oh, batting down the hatches. Just kidding, Chuck. We appreciate it. What's up? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I love you guys. I listen all the time. I was a big Rush listener. Uh, uh, Buck, I listened to your show at night, frustrated, like throwing clothes against the wall or whatever you would say. But I think you guys have good points, uh, although I disagree. Well, right. we appreciate your open mindedness. At least at least you know smart yeah. even if you don't agree with it. <laughs> well, so so I am I am let me just tell your listeners, I am the liberal. Uh Buck, I know you your lady friend, NYU Stern. I have my MBA from MBA NYU Stern. 
I have my law degree from Cornell. Like, I'm a pretty educated guy. Uh, here's my disagreement. Okay. So first of all, with Cuba, I've been on, I've been on the, the line for a while. Uh, with Cuba, I mean, who's going, man? Like, I'm cool with it. Let's, let's support them. Who's going next? What kid is going next? I'm 48. Um, I got a broken neck. Who's going next? Who, what, who are we sending over there to help them? Like, I, I, they need help. I get it. We can give them dollars. We can do what Reagan did, who I voted for. Well, who I voted for once. Uh, and we can give them money. We can support them. We can drop jeans, right? That was the whole thing with Reagan. We can do jeans. What year did you vote for Reagan? Uh, 80 or 84? 88, uh, 84, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, and look, I mean, the, if you're ta- who's going there, I don't think anybody right now has advocated ground troops, right? So at least not that I've heard. Maybe the Miami mayor has stepped it up and tried to one-up me in terms of uh, what he wants to do and moved on from airstrikes. So I I think that's a valid question, and I don't think that's necessarily a political-based decision, right? I think there's a lot of apprehension about American involvement in external country affairs right now, given what I think many people of all political persuasions would believe is a lot of wasted money in Afghanistan, potentially up to a trillion dollars, as you said, Buck, we talked about this uh, on the day we pulled out and began to pull out. Basically, no difference at all. The Taliban may be the exact same position they were in before we went in 20 years ago. And, Chuck, I, I just to, to your point, man, I, I, I think I see what you're saying, which is, you know, it's, it's one thing to talk about intervention in a situation like this. Cuba is a country of about 11 million people. There's a pretty large security apparatus, a lot of military folks, a lot of Communist Party They're officials. Well supported by Russia, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and They're still, well still get support Russia, from Russia, so. still get support from Iran. And if, you know, intervention at some level is going to mean we're going to have to kill people. That, that's what you always got to remember that we're actually sending it and we may lose our people, too. We're so, going to lose people. So we're going to tell I'm a two time Ironman. I can swim five miles in the water right now. I almost qualify for the seals. I tagged out. Well, we're going to lose seals. Well, that, that's a, that, that's the point. I mean, so this is where we have to start to think, is this something that we really want to engage in? And And I mean, I say no. Clay's more open to it. But our liberal caller from uh, from New Jersey, very reasonable liberal from, uh, from New Jersey. I mean, look, and I want, and I think you well, would we, speak for this too. We want as many people as possible listening. Yeah, and no, absolutely. Want I want. Hey, I think up. all Democrats. I think Chuck. Thank you so much, man. We appreciate it. Please keep listening. I, I think every Democrats are listening to the show. At least they're getting a smart version of what conservatives think. At least, at least right. they're getting the real deal. They're not getting some uh, talking points handed to some stooge that nobody cares what they say. So, you know, that's because, you know, that's out there. There's like a million podcasts out there. There's a lot of people that are, I'm a conservative. There are whole organizations now where that they're fake conservatives trying to tell people what the right thinks for the amusement of Democrats. You know, like all the right wingers who go on CNN. None of them are actually right wing. All right. Uh, Relief Factor, folks, is a game changer. It's incredible. Robert in California says he didn't think Relief Factor was working until he ran out about mid-month. And after three days, the pain was back to where it started. He realized how much Relief Factor helps him. It was a great test for him to see how Relief Factor really works. And I know that it works because my mom's taking it. My dad's taking it. My dad's an avid golfer. He's had some knee pain. My mom's got a little bit of back pain from being in the gym. And Clay, I know Mrs. Travis, big believer. Yes, she does, Buck. And look, she is an incredible athlete. She does Peloton. She does 
uh, spin, Pilates, like all these different things. And so sometimes her body gets tired out and she makes the smart decisions for her, which is also a smart decision that a lot of other people are following. It's a 100% drug-free product. It addresses joint pain, knee, hip, back, neck, and shoulder pain. And it is fantastic. It's why hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. And about 70% of them go on to order more. You can join the more than half a million people and order the three-week quick start for only nineteen ninety-five. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800 for relief 1995 Three-week quick start developed for you. Relieffactor.com or call 800, the number four, Relief, Relief Factor. Feel the difference. The children who are not able to get vaccinated because of their age should follow, their parents should follow with them, the guidelines of the CDC that unvaccinated children of a certain age, greater than two years old, should be wearing masks. No doubt about that. That's the way to protect them from getting infected because if they do, they can then spread the infection to someone else. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Dr. Fauci telling you that if you if your two year old has not yet gotten the shot, <laughs> which, of course, is reckless because everyone, every man, woman and child, every living creature, dogs, cats, hamsters should all get the shot. We need the shot, Clay. And your kid sure are not eligible for a vaccination but your kid should probably, probably get it anyway, because otherwise the droplets will aerosolize. And there you have it, man. Your Fauci impersonation is really good. Here's a question as I hear Fauci continue to spout nonsense. And by the way, the really unfortunate thing here is there are a lot of people out there who are going to feel wildly pressured to get their kids vaccinated for a virus that they have truly a 0% chance of any significant impact from. I would encourage you, by the way, one good thing about the podcast, we had Alex Berenson on for much of the second hour of the show yesterday. Great feedback for that interview. Uh, I'd encourage you to go listen to that because one of the few places you can actually get real, uh, real honest discussion. But how many hours do you think Dr. Fauci has spent in the media in the last 18 months? Is anybody else even close to the amount of interviews? More than me, and I've done up to six hours of live performance a day for months at a time, Clay. (laughs) So I think Fauci spends more time spouting off than I have or you have, and we do this for a living. And that might have made sense back in March when people were still getting used to the idea of COVID. The idea that he's still doing interviews on COVID, on MSNBC and CNN on a regular basis, as if there's new information out there, is it's it's mind-blowingly insane. And by the way, speaking of mind-blowingly insane, our liberal friend who called in is getting blown up by a lot of listeners because he I, I didn't catch his age, but he said he was 48 and then also claimed to have voted for Reagan in 1984. So uh, that would be hey. a mathematical impossibility. Hey. So, but you know, Clay. Lib- liberals buy pillows too you know what i mean I, I i agree with what we were just saying earlier i want everyone to listen to this show right because i think that if left of center people if uh even some left wingers listen a lot of the arguments that we make on this show are hard to refute with facts you can refute them with emotion that's not logical but i like to think that we can have an impact 
in terms of having a more educated populace, which I think works in the favor of logic and intellect and facts over feelings. I've hosted shows before, co-hosted shows, Clay, with leftists. I mean, true Marxist, uh, far-left Democrats. And I always found that it, as I liked it. I, I want to get the argument at the highest level. So yes. I've I've done this with people that are very smart Democrats. I think they're wrong on everything, but I, I agree with you. I, I want people to come in and feel like they're getting the highest level version of our side's argument every day because that's what... You know, I mean, it's not just Democrats, you know, from Media Matters who should be listening to us in case we in case we slip up and I misgender somebody or something. Yes. Right. Like we, we want actual Democrats to feel comfortable listening. So at least they'll know what the best version of the argument it is. But that's also a great way to get us uh, to the conversation about the podcast, which for anything that anyone's missed here, they can listen to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show podcast. We're still in the top 10 on news. Want to keep it even higher than that folks so please do uh, subscribe to it and that's the way to go that's the way to make it happen and uh clay we, we mean we've already got some great plans in mind for tomorrow what do you think we're going to be getting into uh, i think we're going to be getting into uh probably the civil war the confederacy storming the, uh, the capital uh more insanity there the budget's moving through and covid madness all that go give us five stars we're going to read some of your reviews as well Thanks, everybody, for being with us. We'll get into more calls tomorrow. Uh, go to BuckSexton.com if you want to see that statement from President Trump where he says the Georgia election, big problems there. So do uh, talk to us more about that or check that out. We'll talk about it tomorrow. And uh, make sure you follow Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Uh, he's Clay. I'm Buck. But, you know, follow us both on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, we I still can't so believe we wore the exact same outfit on TV. I can't believe we did it, Buck. The same outfit? And we got to do it every time now. We got to do it every time, man. The uniform. Talk to you all tomorrow. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.